Yep. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Chef Che. Is that white line? Oh, that's in the camera. I keep thinking there's like a white line down my shirt. In the camera, you see it? I, I, was, I don't see it. And I was like, oh, there's something here in my shoulder. No, that ain't it either. And I was like, oh, it could be a ghost. But I realized that it's uh, the lines on your screen. Let's do it. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Chef Che. Your LA-based loyalty raised music appreciator. And we are back with another episode. Episode 20. Two. Episode 22. And we have my co-host, the one and only. Lisani. The one and only Lisani. Say what's up to the people. What's up, people that are listening and watching? Hey, man. How was your week? My week? The uh, last two weeks, I guess. I haven't talked to you on this Oh, podcast. I couldn't tell you. That's too, that's, that's too much. All right, that's how you far. been, man? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been good. I've been good. Let's see. Uh, what's popping? What's new? Anything new? Nah, man. Just hanging with the baby all day. I was hanging out with her. Um, she's growing fast, faster than I don't know. Just really fast. You mm. know what I mean? Because my only reference before that was like, I mean, okay, we have cousins. You saw them as kids, but they, I don't really remember that necessarily. But like. I was going to say, I got my dog when she was, like, only, like, maybe a year. And, like, between that first year and, like, the second and third, I saw, like, her change. And I saw, like, her body shift and whatever else and her little intelligence. So I was like, oh, that's pretty fast. But, like, nah, a baby and a human, they grow super-duper fast in these first months. Yeah. It's in the first year. Yeah. I'm talking, like, looks, talking, intelligent. Like, she, yeah, everything. Yeah, when, you guys, when really you guys fast. came over the other day, I was like, oh my gosh, it's like her, she literally has so many teeth now. Oh, like, man. It's nuts. Yeah, there's that. You know, her her names are changing now. It first was two, then it was two teeth, two, because all she had was the two teeth at the yeah, bottom. Yeah. And now it's uh more teeth, because it's just yeah, too many now to count. Full. I'm like, are they supposed to be coming in this fast? Man. What am I giving you? Yeah, so. So that's kind of what my last, since we last spoke, you know, just. That and then working in the shop, right? Um, getting ready for a move. Not not in the shop, just moving, moving home, moving spaces, a okay. home, moving apartment. Congratulations. Appreciate it. And that's the that's about it. What about you? What's new? Anything? <sighs> not much is new, man. Uh, you know, I just be I keep it I, I keep it simple, dimple. You know. You keep it simple, stupid. Simple, stupid, man. You know, I've been. Let's see. I guess I've I I. Did an, another turning curve in the stock market. Um, mm. That changed. So my week was really good this week. It was my first, like, really profitable week um, and confident week. So that was exciting. Mm -hmm. um, I did my first DM slide. You slid in someone's DM? I slid in someone's DM, which I would never do. But, like, I couldn't help it. And I feel like when you have that feeling of like I can't help it, and like it's just like stuck, mm -hmm. then you like you just gotta. You gotta <clears throat> yeah, then sometimes why fight that? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Unless it's an urge you should probably shouldn't have. Right. That's yeah. yeah that's true. Yeah. But I mean, it was just like one of them. Like it's not a negative thing, or you yeah. know, the worst that can happen is like rejection, which I'm not really. I don't really care. Yeah. Um. It's more so. Not, it was an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. It was an opportunity, and I follow my energy. Yeah. So. That's all it was. Yeah, so whatever. It's a positive. Whether it was 
negative or positive. It's just I was just you know get my first DM slide. Oh right, so yeah, so because everyone talks about online, and I'm like, people really do that for sure. And I had the first urge, my first urge to like DM slide, and so. All right, so tell me how I went. It it was cool, man. What did you (laughs) say? How? What was your move? Oh man, I'm not telling you my DM slide secrets. I don't. I don't hear nothing. Nobody else doing that. You don't oh. need no DM slide secrets. You're married. <laughs> no, that's not. I'm talking about for people that are listening. Nah, they don't need it. They good. Yeah, for you brought it up. You ain't. But you like, I slid in the DM. Move on next subject. No, I'm not <laughs> saying move on next subject. It's just like, yeah, I slid in the DM. Oh, look, there's a person down there. I've never seen anyone down there before. You see him? Yeah, he's been in the orange. He's been down there. I've been watching him since I've been sitting here. Oh, but yeah, I mean, uh, what did I say? All right, you don't have to tell me exactly what you said, but you also could say what you said. No, but you I don't mean, have to say what you said, yeah. but how did uh, it turn out? Did whatever you say end up working out in your benefit? Yeah, for sure. For okay. Sure. Yeah. Good for fine. you. I'm fine. Everybody's fine. Oh, all right. Sorry, you just got me nervous all of a sudden. <laughs> no, what the heck? You're, this Anyways. person gets you nervous? No. Then what? <laughs> all right. Anyway, so <laughs> moving on. That was great. Um, That's what happens. Get yourself Tangle entanglement. <laughs> Definition of entanglement. But yeah, I mean, look, it's just like I don't want to. I don't want to be. I guess in a relationship right this very second. Mm-hmm. I just want to be your jealous friend. Do you know what I'm saying? I just want to be like. I want to be really. I want to like you a lot, and I want to be jealous, and that's it. You know. Oh, interesting. No, not intentionally want to be jealous. It's just like I just want to be your jealous friend. That's it. I don't want it to go any. Further that's the first time right in my now. life I've ever heard. Because I mean, because I want to build a friendship, right, with whoever I'm dating, and yeah, yeah there's gonna be jealousy because there's gonna be a moment where you want more and they might not, or they want more and you might not. It's gonna be a jealousy moment, and I just, I just want to, I just want to play right there. Oh, I felt okay. I'm yeah. trying to, okay, so you don't want to jump into a relationship. Mm-hmm. You want to, you want to be friends, exactly. and then you want to experience those emotions that you know those jealousy emotions. And that will kind of let you know, okay, I think I do feel something. Otherwise, why would I be feeling jealous? Sure. It wasn't supposed to go that deep. Like, you read it like a therapist where I was just kind of like. Oh, that's just. That's, I said like a rap line like. and you were like, let me dissect it. <laughs> yeah, man. Let's right. run it through the filter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what? That's So that's going to be fun. You can do that with multiple people at the same time. <laughs> Are you dating around, or do you only want to feel Bro, this with one person? You're sick. Anyways, how does this work? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Um. Hey. So in recent news, though, your dog be dripping. She, she be spazzing. Like she literally runs to each window and finds something to be mad at. She's like, <laughs> "There's so much outside." He's over there, just living his best life. <laughs> so much nature for her to get into. Oh my Jesus. Um. <clears throat> no, but the Joe Button podcast. We're a podcast. And it's like, it's always hard to see a podcast break up, mm-hmm. especially the way that they did or it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So did you, did you, are you tuned into what was going on? Uh, yeah. On a surface level. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. For the most part I am. Uh, yeah. I don't know you want me, well, my opinion. What do you want? What do you want from me, man? I just want you to pod with me, dog. Oh, yeah. Let's pod me. Oh, my God. Let's pontificate. Let's pontificate. Let's pontificate, <laughs> let's pontificate, uh, let's pontificate together, my brother. No, but um, so, yeah, I mean, if people don't know, basically Joe Budden had a podcast with his two 
uh, you would think Friends, uh, Rory and Maul. Um, and they would kind of just be, they're music enthusiasts, so they kind of just talk about what goes on in the music industry and politics and stuff like that. Cool. They've been on for what? Over seven years, I would say. And recently, Joe decided to fire them. Fire, he fired Rory on air. He was just disrespectful towards Maul. And it was like, Maul, you need to change your ways and we can talk about it. But there was, it was no, there was, you're fired, Rory. Mm. So how do you feel about that? Firing somebody on air. Yeah, man, that, that shit does, that shows poor business practice. That shows poor, I think, leadership. Because mm. you're not, it's not just you two in that, you three in that room. There's a lot of people who are watching this and a lot of people you work with that probably look up to you or look to you towards some sort of leadership role. Yeah. And I think for you to put, to air out your grievances or your dirty laundry for everybody to be out to, for everybody to see. I think that's unprofessional. Yeah. Uh, and I think that, you know, they're, they're, the lines probably got really blurry between the friendship business relationship. For sure. You know what I'm saying? For sure. And so I think Rory, I think more so, I mean, Maul more so is like, you know, he values the friendship more than the business. Exactly. Right? And I think maybe that's not the same for, for Rory and Joe. Yeah. And... um. He got caught in the crossfire. Yeah, I do think that For Joe, sure. I don't, you know, if, if it came down to that whole financial situation and there was no transparency like there mm -hmm. should have been, mm -hmm. I do think that falls on the shoulders of Joe. Facts. Um, uh, whether it was intentional or mm -hmm. just something overlooked that he didn't pay attention to. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. uh, I do think that I wish they had, I wish they were, I wish they worked it out. But not all things last forever. And, no. you know, this will, this, I'm sure this will push Rory and Maul, even, maybe even Joe. On the greater, greater pastures. For sure, Rory and Maul um, started a podcast. They just released that they're starting the podcast, and that was basically the pilot where they addressed all of Joe's um, accusations and, uh, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. What are they called? Damn, that that word just slipped away. It was like I was trying to grab it. You uh, know what I'm saying? You're like, <laughs> <laughs> and the more you try to grab, the worse it gets. Oh, like, uh, uh. Um, yeah. yeah, and I mean, honestly. Whether it was supposed to happen or not, I just think it could have been done differently. You didn't have to go on air. You you could have been like, oh, well, I showed up and they didn't, and I I I went on air. It's like ah, uh, you could have, just like you decided to take a break a week ago mm -hmm. or for that four weeks, you could have mm -hmm. just, you could have just, you know. But teach his own. But to worry them all, you know, keep doing your thing, Joe. Get better. Joe, get better. Yeah. So is. Joe Button's podcast, is that released on YouTube or it's like Joe Rogan where it's specifically Spotify? Because I can watch his episodes on YouTube. Yeah, I think I think it's on YouTube. I don't think he's with Spotify. Jo oh, okay. Joe Button. I think Joe Rogan, you remember? Oh, right. He became independent. Yeah, so Joe Button was like the first podcast on Spotify. They got a small chunk and then they realized it was going to work. Mm -hmm. And then they went and bought Joe Rogan's podcast. Got it. So... YouTube, yeah. So and then they their live on deal YouTube ended, again. and then Joe, I guess, teamed up with Cash App and like, um, right, a few things, right? Uh, Patreon. Yeah, Patreon like seems to be hot for people. Yeah. So, speaking of YouTube, I was on the other night, and I heard you ever heard this channel, Real Stories? No. Or I don't even know the channel's Real Stories, but it's like I think it's the channel called Real Stories, and it's just real stories that are kind of like unbelievably true. And so I went through a few of them. Not like death stories, just like any kind of version. No, no, of no. Story. Yeah, it's like, 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 kind of like um, those crime stories. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but some of them are positive, and some like, but they have like, 
the negative ones, like the well, not negative, but like you know the bad, the dark stuff. That's what they're known <laughs> for. And so, like for example, like what one I watched was um, it took place in the Philippines, right? This mm. is what kind of grabbed my attention. I was like, oh, something happened in the Philippines. You know, let me let me check it out. And so basically, uh, there are these two people. It was a couple. It okay. was a uh, a man who was from the UK. Okay. And he ended up getting a really good job working in Hong Kong. And Hong Kong and the Philippines, about two hours flight. And so when I was there, I actually found that out because a lot of people were visiting from Hong Kong. And okay. I found out that I was like, oh, yeah, this is where they vacation. It's like they're Vegas. Uh, it's literally only two hours away. Okay. And so um, the dude visited the Philippines a lot. Okay. And so he ended up meeting this woman in a bar. But a bar there is more so like where women go in the night and meet men. And then they kind of get paid. They pay for the evening <laughs> kind of situation. All right. So she worked there and they met. But he kind of like, it was like Captain Save because he <laughs> saw her and was like, oh my gosh, you're just too beautiful to be in here. Mm. He paid the owner to like release her for him to like release her from being, from working there. She came from a small, small. Wait, so wait, she, wait, 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 wait. How did he just go over her? It was like, <laughs> sir, <laughs> you need to release this pretty young lady from your hands. Okay. So okay. let me give you more detail on yeah. the girl. Okay. So the girl, she's not from. So the, the 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 place that he the bar is in like one of a main city. Okay. The girl herself is from a small island, like a remote island with no electricity, no nothing. It's a really poor island. And so once she turned like fourteen, or like she kind of might told her family, "Hey, I'm gonna go to the island, so because we need to make money." Okay. So she went to this island, and then over the next few years worked in that bar industry, right? Okay. And then so at this point, when time when she meets this guy, she's seventeen, and he's twenty five or something. There's like a ten year, twelve year age difference. Okay. Okay. And so um, they meet. Now, she, so she works there because she's desperate for money. They meet, and he takes her out for dinner. Okay. Then after the dinner, he goes back to the owner and says, hey, I'd like to, you know, just because basically she. Buy her. He, yeah. Yeah. If you know you. He's like, well, you're taking one of, my, one of my girls, and you're taking money from my business. So how are you going to make this right? He's like, well, I'll give you X amount of dollars. So she was, she was being pimped. So. They're now like in a relationship, right? And so her dream, her her dream was to just marry an American. <laughs> so a trick fell in love. <laughs> <laughs> and you're intrigued by this love story right now when yeah. I'm like, this happens in LA every day. But go this ahead. Is gonna get, this is gonna get wild. <laughs> oh, this shit, is gonna okay. get wild. All right. So, so stay out, stay on, stay, in, stay in the car with All me. All right, I'm saying. All right. So they end up like falling in love, mm-hmm. and then she's like, oh my gosh, my dream was to marry like an American because he's not American. Okay. But, you know, he's a white man, right? From another, from a UK, whatever. She got what she wanted. So the mom of him, his mother, uh-huh. she is heavily involved, like in the relationship. Like, not like, not relationship, in the family, like in the family, though. Okay. Like, she loves the his kids. Mom. Yeah, his mom. Okay. She loves the kids, loves the wife. Uh-huh. So they, like, once a year, they would, once, maybe twice a year, they go to the Philippines and spend some time with them. Okay. And so. Uh, he's a white man whose mom lives in the Philippines? No, no. He's, the mom lives back in the UK, where he's, where he's from. All right. He's a British man. Yeah. He moved to Hong Kong for work. Right. He started traveling back and forth to the Philippines right. from work to just to vacation. Yeah. His mom, who lives back in the UK, uh-huh. came to visit them once a year once they had the family and settled down in the Philippines. Okay. And she uh, she video recorded everything uh-huh. just because that's when, you know, she just loved to do that. And so, because she's the reason that this all kind of got where it is. Where uh-huh. it is. So... She's noticing that the wife, as she like, as she comes around over the years, she's noticing that the wife is becoming more distant, and then she spends more time 
on her own on a cell phone and she she the wife didn't pay attention that the mom was always recording mm. and so the mom noticed that like she'd be away on her phone like giggling when she didn't think anybody could hear her she'd be laughing and like being suspicious and so they're like well that's kind of strange and then so it's strange that you're over there happy on your phone right and then so apparently it, it kind of came out that she was actually having an affair with some like with no with a nobody okay. basically and was using his money to give this guy because so basically the girl they, they were paying for the daughter to go to a private they had two kids the older daughter they were she was like four maybe three four or five they were paying <laughs> for her to go to a private school right uh-huh. and so the husband would just give the wife yeah. money to pay all the bills right so one morning the dad like whatever the situation was had to take he took his daughter to school that morning uh-huh. walking to the school they had no idea who that who that kid was they were like she doesn't go here so the entire time wait 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 before you continue that part yeah the dad so the ba- mom didn't stop and be like nah take her ah, i'll yeah, take her right. to school however it worked out he ended up taking the daughter to school that day walked into the school to drop her off and they said i'm sorry we don't know who who is this oh this woman okay so that's when he realized that's when he was like oh okay what the hell what's going on here right and then come to find out she's having an affair with somebody mm-hmm. and um Basically, they are trying to work things out, but you can tell the wife is like unhappy because, like they're saying, there's always video footage. Right. And then, so um, the dad goes on vacation and um, he's asleep. Him, he had a business partner that lived in the Philippines with him. It was, it was another British guy. They had a business apartment. Okay. Right. And so they were asleep one night in that business apartment. Kicks, so one night, someone kicks open the door, Boom. puts a gun up to the other guy. Oh, okay. And then if they, he says to the other, to one of his friends, there's three, there's three guys that bust in. He says, hey, are you so-and-so? Mm-hmm. He's like, no. And then they go to the other room, and they, they, all he hears is words because they're speaking a different language. And he hears his roommate, which is the main guy, the husband, say, no, no, no. And then gunshots go off. The guys run out the building. He's murdered. Mm-hmm. The mother knows that the daughter has something to do with it. Right. Turns out one of the guys was the, girl, was the girl's boyfriend. Right. The girl ends up getting arrested, life in prison. And the kids are now living... With the mom had to actually steal and smuggle the kids back out of the Philippines to take because the mom, the daughter didn't care about them and like was like was leaving them out. But it was a weird situation, real stories. This woman had everything she wanted: yes, cars, house, family. She was stripping. She went and became a sex tra- a sex worker to make a better life for her and her family. She got their better life, and she said, "Fuck it." <laughs> I yeah, did I did it. That's crazy. I did it and fuck it. Yeah, no. And I mean, well, there was a lot of fucking in her system because if she let her her dude take the ch- the child to school, knowing that the child didn't even go to school, she'd been telling the husband about. There was some fucking in her system right there. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like some people sabotage on purpose. They're like, oh, I'm over. I'm over it. Like I just I just want it all. <laughs> no, that's that's actually a good point. Like that is people do do that. Yeah. Like sabotage. Yeah. But I don't know exactly why. I've done it. It's like because they don't feel like it's, it's deserved. It's because they, they're afraid they're going to not, they can't handle the pressure of having that good thing. Oh, well, I guess I've done it in a different way. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. Mm. No sabotages. But it is real. Yeah. Excuse me. For sure. Check this out. What? This one's, this is a short story. There was a, there's a guy in this little like, you know, dirt town in Ohio mm. who, uh, starts who was giving out free tattoos for any 
white man who wanted to get rid of one of the derogatory racist oh, tattoos. Okay. Uh-huh. And so um, this one dude comes in and, you know, he, you know, you kind of he has a little, you know, three three minute segment that kind of tells you who he is before he walks in. You know, this is my story. And so, uh, yeah, he was like, he's a big he looks like it. You know, he looks like he was a Klansman. Right. Big, big, bald, long goatee earrings. And he just has that demeanor to yeah, him. Right. Yeah. And then so um, basically he's like, you know, I, I lived that life and it was it was it was terrible. And, um, you know, I, I don't live that life anymore. And he's like. You know, one day my wife and I decided we wanted to have children, but we couldn't. So we tried to try to adopt. And then we ended up going out to somewhere because that's the only place that we could find a child. And uh, we ended up adopting a black boy. <laughs> and so he, this Klansman, and he's like, 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 excuse me. He's like, he's my world. I love him to <laughs> death. He's the, like the best kid, that best thing since sliced bread. You know what I mean? And so I was like, I, my jaw <laughs> dropped. I said, I hope he didn't compare so, that child so to So then, bread. right. <laughs> So then he goes into the guy's tattoo shop, and then you get to see what his tattoo is. He takes his shirt off. He's a big ass. He's a big dude. <laughs> he takes his shirt off, and his his back Sonny. is a big ass Klansman in a robe with the cross burning behind him. That's what his tattoo is. And so I was like, "Oh, you really believed in this when you were in it." Just imagine how often that son has. To and he said that. his son is now twelve. Imagine how often yeah. his son has seen his back. Oh yeah. Eat weather unintentional. Oh, Let yeah. that man wear a white beauty. You still see a little bit of that yeah. little, that little pointy hat, nigga. <laughs> yeah. So my thing is, right? Because I was like, if so, I mean, I was trying, to, I was trying to think of this, like the psychology behind that, right? right when right. you were trying to adopt the child, were you already giving up that life? Because I assume if you were a diehard Klansman and you just so happened to, like, how were you going from zero? You went from a hundred to zero when you decided to adopt a black baby. Let's start at the fact that they allowed a Klansman to adopt a black baby. They wouldn't have known. What? What you just said? He looked like one. Oh, but no, no, yeah, no. I'm saying he didn't have tattoos all over his face. And I'm saying when I say look like, I, that's that's being judgmental. I don't really know, but he looked like he. When you see him, you're like, oh, it doesn't shock me. But he doesn't. You wouldn't have known. And I would think that you would want to know the tattoos on someone else's body. Like I feel like you would want to be like. I think they do a background check on you. Yeah, something. No, like, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, but you. The, the, I feel like. If something were to happen to that child, let's say they give that they give that child, and he ended up becoming uh, a s- enslaved, like we talked about that that younger guy, oh, right? Mm-hmm. Who actually ended up being mentally challenged and stuff like that. But anyways, well, whatever. But let's say something happened to that child, and they would have been like, "But he has a Klansman on his back." You would not. That would be. That would not be acceptable. Mm-hmm. You, if you wrote that in the news, you'd be like, "They let a white Klansman adopt a black." enslave a black child and he had tattoos of clan of clansmen and swastikas on his back mm-hmm. sonny it'd yeah. be over but i don't know right I, who knows maybe he already maybe he was ref, you know out of that life trying to already get out of that life and he was joined he was part of groups that were anti that this that and the third well, but i just found i was like that is crazy because that's something that kind of not that particularly but i've always wondered like there has, I was like, there has to be a Klansman out there whose like sister married a black guy. He, like that was as close as I thought that they would get to having a black man in their family. I never thought that a Klansman would adopt a black kid. They use this for for whatever they need. I need a child right now. <laughs> My wife can't have a child. I need a child. No, yeah, no so, whites available. <laughs> nah, but I'm saying, but nah. that's that's the th- but no, but like that's there's a there's a super hypocrisy to like whatever he was because my thing is, if to what to your point. Well, I'm I'm pushing against your point, because if he was looking at like, oh, uh, I, 
he if he was a Klansman, he wouldn't settle for a black baby. He's like, I'd rather have no baby than a black than a black baby. Are you crazy? Yeah. Are you crazy? When they're adopted, they he get checked on. Settled. They get checked Sonny, on. You think there he's gonna? Just, I was just on Facebook, and there was a picture of a dude that was racist as shit, talking hella shit, and he turned out they clicked on his profile picture, and it was a him with his black wife. <laughs> And he was saying the most volatile and disgusting Mm. stuff. And they were like, what? So, yes, they use us for what they want. He said, oh, I want probably the best sex and big, you know what I mean? Like, Mm. I don't know. Like, I just want some culture in my life and all that other stuff. So you think this Klansman wants a LeBron? He's like, I might have a LeBron on my hands. Look, he said, I need a child. He could be a star. (laughs) (laughs) He could be a. He could could do something in sports. Like yeah, that shit is fucked up. They ugh, they get us on, they get us on nerves. And oh, Uncle Ben, Uncle Ben the, threw his face on the goddamn the rice. rice. Oh, yeah. I was watching Sam J's uh, new show that came out yesterday. Oh my gosh, dope show. Mm-hmm. I think it's called Pause. Dope, 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 dope show. Where's that show on? Her. Where could you find it? HBO Max. Um, yeah, they were just talking about. Well, they were. Well, it didn't have anything to do with what we were talking about, but it was just like Uncle Ben was on the fucking rice, <laughs> and Jemima was on syrup mm-hmm. you know she was talking about how they um that was them thinking that they were giving black people something back when like we had all those you know protests and during the covid times yeah they were like okay okay we'll take uncle ben off the we were like we didn't even know uncle ben was a slave yeah like at all i didn't not yeah. until she said it. i was like oh my god i thought he was the just like she said i thought he was the one that made the rice he was just a rice a, a, a rice man and like no he was actually the slave it's funny. I was uh, just last night. Uh, Patrice O'Neill was saying how this was like an old episode mm. of something he was on, but this was like it was when I would think so. Yeah, back when like Bush was running, and he they were trying alive. to see who was. Yeah, they were trying to see who was uh, like gonna run. So they put a picture of like Al Sharpton up, mm-hmm. and then uh, Kevin Hart was actually there too. He's like, "That's who I'm voting for." He's like, "Cause we we want the black man." And then Patrice was like, "Nah," and then because the host was white, mm-hmm. the host was white. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like. Any black man that white people love, black people didn't choose. Ooh. He said, we want the black man that all the white people hate. And he said, so Al Sharpton, I ain't voting for you. Mm. It was so funny. It was a, it was a comedic. It was like, it was a, it was funny. It was a joke. Yeah. But then Kevin Hart was like, nah, you're supposed to vote for any man that's black. You sell out. Mm. Damn. That's quite the conversation. Yeah. It was interesting. I thought about Kanye when you said that statement though. What part? Because he was on both sides of it. You said uh, any black man that white people like mm-hmm. is not the black people is not the person that people person that black people chose. Right. And I mean, let's just be clear: they didn't like white people didn't like Kanye in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Not until he got with Kim, I think. Right? Is that is that what happened? Because he also did the Taylor Swift. So everybody was like, "Oh my God, we really don't like yeah, Kanye." What happened with Kanye? When did people start liking Kanye? Was it no? It wasn't his Yeezys? It wasn't his shoes? Was it? I feel like it might have been the Adidas shoes. Like once that's, st- I don't know. Or was it an album or a song? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. All of a sudden, oh, when he went to TMZ, all of a sudden white people liked him. I thought. No, mm. I don't know. Yeah, actually, I'm not sure either. We'll I don't know to- if it's pre Kim or it was Kim. We'll talk it up to Kim. Let's fuck it. We'll talk it up. Yeah, it's fair. I watched a documentary on Scientology. Uh-huh. Shit's nuts. Have you ever been to uh, one of their little like temples or I've intros? I've driven past them. Oh, I went inside oh. on accident though. Let me <laughs> tell you my experience. And not until I watched it was I like, oh my god, they were trying to uh, 
bring me in. And I didn't know. You know, I was young. I was I was young. I was under 18. Where they By find the way, you? Fuck you guys, okay? No, so. Where they find you at? How they get when you? My friend, when my friend lived with me, lived with us, and he was a rapper, he would go performing and all this other stuff, and the Scientology Center would, allow, like, be primarily the place he would perform. They would always have. Oh, they booked? They were the one that they booked him? Yeah, they would. Yeah, like, they would always have shows, like, showcases uh-huh. for a new talent, uh-huh. and they would always ask him to come and perform. Oh, that's interesting. It is interesting. And so I didn't know, you know, I would just go. But now when he lived with me and I had to, like, go early and things like that, I would see the situation. Mm-hmm. And they were like, um, they told us to be there at, like, 5. And we knew the show didn't start till like, 7. But we thought, oh, maybe a sound check or something like that. So he was like, let's go early, whatever we go. And they were like, oh, yeah, come. In. And we were like, why are we in here, you know? Why, why are we in here? Mm-hmm. And... They were like, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna watch we're gonna uh, bring you in. We're gonna watch uh, you guys gonna watch this movie, and then we're gonna take you guys to sound check like we talked about." And we're like, "Okay." And Sonny, literally, the video starts and it's fucking MC Light, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What the fuck? Nothing but white people in this in this building." Mm-hmm. I was like, "What the fuck?" And it was a theater and it had like uh, gold. It was a small theater. It had maybe like sixteen, maybe like ten seats, right? Oh. Yeah, small, small. Black box theater. It was a small theater they had in their in their building. building. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, gold, everything. The seats were a little red and stuff like that. I was like, oh, interesting. And that came on, and it <laughs> was just like it was like the Star Wars, you know, where it's like, oh, but right. it was like purple and white. And she was just like, hey, you know, like you can be part of Scientology too. And da 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 da. And I was like, I looked at I looked at him and like my homies. I was like, what what the fuck is going on? He was like, I don't know. And we just like got on our phone. We were just chilling. We weren't paying attention because we all were like, it felt, it felt mystic. Did you know what science? Did you know anything about Scientology? No, we didn't know anything. He just said like we go to the Scientology and then we perform there. Mm -hmm. Bruh, not until I got older and watched that shit. I was like, Uh yo, they try to get me. They try to make me see light. Years later, Sonny. But I knew something was off. You know what I'm saying? I knew something was off. And if I could hit up my, my homie and be like, yo, mm-hmm. they, ever get, they ever get you? <laughs> hey, that hey, it might be. Wh- wait, well, did you, did, did you, so wait, you watched, you finished the video. They, they, then what happened? They, uh, they talked perform? to us. They asked us to, uh, if we wanted to join or something like that, we thought we could be part of it. And they asked us to sign papers and we were like, no, no. Hmm. Yeah. And I feel like one of my friends didn't even talk. She was just like, she just wasn't even responding. Mm-hmm. I feel like we all was like, that was some weird shit. Like, if it, <laughs> if not, if we didn't know it was weird, we thought it was racist. Because huh. it was like MC Light was the only one. It was just all these black faces right. on there. Right. So, like, say a, say a different group of kids came in exactly. there. Exactly. MC Light probably wouldn't be <laughs> on the screen. Be, it would have been John Travolta or, like, Tom Cruise or something. Got it. But I was like, Got damn, it. I could have been a Scientologist. That's interesting. They have different little, like, little uh, load-up buttons. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the nigga right, button, who's please. The re- who's the Asian representative? <laughs> Um, I don't know. They probably got a. I don't know if I've ever seen. I mean, probably I'm got sure Jackie there Chan are. in there. No, Stop Lucy Lou's. Lucy Lou's probably in there. Why would you do that to Lucy? Hey, everybody, you can be part of Scientology too, and be part of Charlie's Angels like me. Oh my gosh! Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's funny. But uh, yeah, have you? So you've never been to a building for sure or anything like that? I drive past it and look straight the entire Damn. time. Damn. <laughs> And do you notice their buildings are like always empty? It seems like like there's not much happening. Yeah, it all happens inside. What do you think they're gonna do in the parking lot? I mean, no, it's just it just seems very still. 
<laughs> well, I don't think those buildings are full. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's all. I don't think it's popping. I think it has its members. And if it, yeah, it's interesting. And then, and like, I feel like the government actually knows what goes on, and they just. I'm sure people in the government are affiliated. Mm. Shit gets deep. Yeah, it gets deep. How deep you want to go? Nah, <laughs> that's our another episode. Yeah, then. that's another episode. Fair enough. Do you know who uh, Doctor Umar Johnson is? And do you know who Doc? For, for, I don't know what the hell he is. Just Jesse. Don't be trying to be respectful. Just Jesse. Yeah, I've heard of them. What's yes. his last name? I know Doctor Jesse Umar. Peterson. Okay. Yeah. And I, I've seen right? clips of Jesse. Yeah, Jesse Peterson. Sure. Yeah, he's I a call black him dude. Uh, Coon. <laughs> Sorry. It's not gonna be consistent. God. Yeah, but I seen I've seen um clips of Jesse and I said that I that I know enough now. Yeah, it's like he pokes the bear of being the Uncle Tom. I mean he it's like he you know what I mean? He plays that role. He plays Trey's a troll. I don't know if he's a troll or a coon. What's the difference? Mm, let's see. A troll, I think, is could someone be, who be like a, instigates but already but knows better. He could be a, a, a trolling coon. A coon and troll. Hey. But it's like, in some moments, I'm like, he has to know he's an idiot. He has to know he's an I idiot. I think so, but he quick with his responses. Like, he don't, like, he does, it's like, like he's like, let me think, let me, how can I make No, response? because he. He believes what he, he has says. An or, he has like an org of bullshit. <laughs> like, he, he has like, um, like 10 commandments of his bullshit. Mm-hmm. And he just, aligns, he just follows those. Yeah. He's like, well. If you say this and it, it falls in. Exactly. Yeah, you talk about slavery. That. Well, I'll tell you, I've been on a plantation all my life and I don't feel like yeah. an enslaved. Yeah, he has like automated responses to saying. Yeah, it's bullshit. And it's all the same stuff. He literally repeats the same stuff, just more ignorant the next time. But anyways, what about what about them? Nothing. uh, I just have I came across I just happened to come across uh, him. It was a panel of four and uh, I don't really know all the guests, but I just know there was a host. The woman was a host. It was actually her show. Okay. And then it was Jesse. And then there was Dr. Umar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I there was that, yeah. uh, another another gentleman. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, it's like Jesse was just saying how rape people, if you think about if racism, what do you say? <laughs> Those that think racism isn't real, if you think racism is real, you're dumb. Yes. And like, basically like, yeah, like that, he's so off his rocker. What? And then Dr. Umar is someone who's the complete opposite. He thinks that every white person is the devil. And like, you know, he's a, he's a Pan-African and uh which i don't i don't think he's wrong but but no. my thing with jesse is he he said something like he said um he said people need to be a more open-minded and i thought to myself well nigga nigga how yeah. how are you just gonna tell people that they're not open-minded but you're not open-minded to like the fact that we could probably be going through something called racism mm. yeah trying to talk about systemic racism ain't real and all that nonsense like what are we talking about and Umar did a good job of breaking down what that means. He's like, he's like, he's like, being white, he's like, he's not talking about the white, a white guy being racist. I'm talking about the, their part, he's like, they're participating in, knowingly or unknowingly, they're participating in. He's like, because when a black guy doesn't get accepted to a certain school, it gives a chance for, you know, he's like, he's like another white person to get in. But like, his stuff is super skewed, right? I'm not, they're both extremists. But it's just really interesting to watch these two go at each other because one was calling one dumb. <laughs> and, and they're just like, damn, y'all are adults. But 
Yeah, just to hear, I don't like, just hearing Dr. Doctor, just hearing Jesse Peterson talk is just, like, frustrating. Do you feel like Jesse, in that interview... He thinks he, it's funny. But I do you think his intention was to bring Dr. Umar down to his level? Yeah, he and wanted to. It, it felt like that, right? Yeah, he's like, I don't take, he's like, he didn't, he didn't take him serious. I don't know, I don't know about bring him down to a level. I just knew that he didn't... He was just, he was no one, he, he didn't care that he had, his, he, he didn't care anything about Dr. Umar. He was just trying to let you know that everything you say is wrong. And, that, and he's so sure. He's so sure when he yeah. talks. I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. He's like, and you know, the great white hope, Trump, <laughs> and you know that, I'm like, what are you, what are you saying? And then wait, do you remember that, that episode? I think that's when we first talked about him and someone, uh, asked him about his son, if he had a son and he was like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) he said his son don't talk to him. (laughs) I was just going to ask you about if he had kids. (laughs) I don't remember like He wasn't able to raise his son or whatever. And the dude was like, how are you out here judging black men for not being fathers? And you are not a father. Yeah. That makes sense. He was like, I don't want to talk about, I don't want to talk about my, my, my personal. He was like, what? He was like, so have you been married? He was like, married, divorced. He was like, and so you're talking about people having children out of wedlock. Yeah. And you, he was like, yeah, he said huh? something about that. Yo, that shit is wild. Yeah, he said something. Oh yeah. He's like, he's like, yeah, having sex out of wedlock. And then someone asked him, so have you, have you had sex since you've been divorced? And he wouldn't, he's like, listen, man. Uh, See? I, I, yeah. Yeah. Right, 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 right. It's like the it's he calls like women the, slut makers or guys slut makers that have sex that aren't married. It's like the it's the government a, officials that are trying weird. to ban like uh have like trans bans and like LGBT bans and stuff like that. But they mm. the ones, they the ones at the parties. Yeah. It's it's so crazy to me, mm-hmm. you know. Or mm-hmm. I'll meet somebody in in WeHo and it just be like, what the fuck is going on right now? Do you know what I mean? Like what the fuck is happening? But Anyway, that's for another day, another time. Another day, another time. <sighs> now you brought up UPS. Uh, I just checked something out the other day where I, I clicked on a video that was like the strict rules that every UPS driver must follow. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? And the only reason I was interested because I, I see them every day, right? Because right. they come to pick up. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, let me check this out. And then so the first one is they don't make left turns. Those UPS trucks don't make left turns. Out of their, they, if they have to, so out of their entire 100% day schedule, only 10% of their route is left turns because when you make a left turn, you're waiting for oncoming traffic to be clear. So for them, that's time wasted when you could have made a right turn and just keep making right turns. So they have their, their routes planned out to a T and like they're- That's wild. Yeah, and if, if, a, if, a, if a driver spends too much time at one stop, they get in trouble because the company says you're stealing time because you're taking too long at this one particular location. So like they're super strict because they literally have these people like robots. Wow. Yeah, and like they have to enter the truck a certain way, like a three point system where like one hand has to be on the rail, one, one foot has to be on the ground, one other foot has to be like on a stair. At all times, there has to be like three points of contact. And then, um, and you learn these rules just for the fuck of it. Well, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe they're like, yeah. So you, you, you actually couldn't imagine how stressful this job could be for them when they have to follow all these particular things. And I guess they go to like, it's like, like package college or shipping, like UPS school for yeah. like nine days or something like that. And have to wow. like pass this rigorous course and like have to learn, like there's like a 350 way method of the UPS. Del- it's like weird. Wow. It's like a cult. Super, and they're like, if they, if you ever around UPS people and you call, like, if you're a UPS worker and you're in the office and you just say, oh, my, my truck is out there waiting, my truck had a flat, 
you don't call it a truck. It's a package car. They're like, you'll never hear the, they say you'll never, ever, ever hear them call it a truck. They call it a package car. And what's the, what's the, do you know the reasoning behind that? They don't believe it to be a truck. They're like, it's a package car. That's <laughs> like, they didn't get into it. <laughs> okay, that's a cult. <laughs> <laughs> they don't believe it to be a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is not a balloon. Okay? Yeah, okay, right. And so then they were like, you'll never, ever see one of these in use after they're done because they don't want anyone else to have it. So once like a truck is no longer usable, they scrap it for its, they scrap it down, meaning, they yeah. don't resell it so anyone else can have it. They just break it down, and no one else ever could have a UPS truck vehicle. It's like they're, they're maybe they patent that design or something. It is a distinct shape. I suppose so. For the yeah. most part. Yeah. But I guess I don't know what it would look like if it was white. If I saw it just all white, mm -hmm. a UPS, I don't know if I'd be like, yeah. that's, that used to be a UPS truck. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also excited because, like, we talked about, like, this is going to elevate. Like, I I feel it in our in my bones, like. I feel it. And the the two most consistent things I've ever been a part of was stocks and this. And they both grown more than I could have imagined. Um, and that's why consistency is real, man. I, I after like that, and it's funny because I was I was um talking to Kay about something. We were, I think we were talking about the podcast. And she asked something about you and I was like well he needed to he I said I knew that he needed to see my consistency before he started to um really get involved I said because he has a child I said and it's different you know what I'm saying it's different when you have a child like there's no time to waste mm -hmm. and I was like so I knew I needed to prove that and and I needed to do that for myself like I was gonna do it with or without you mm -hmm. but I knew you needed to see the okay Chelsea's growing up mm -hmm. you know <clears throat> anyway, consistency is real. That's all I was saying. Consistency is real. Changed my motherfucking life. I wish I would have learned it earlier. I was so worried about fear that I think consistency overrides fear. Because when you're just consistent, you're not even fucking thinking about fear. You're not trying to think about it, right? And I used to write fear on my hand. You remember? I don't know if you remember that, but I used to write fear on my hand to go to class because some days I couldn't get out of the fucking car. I would pay $5 every single day to go to school. Oh, you told me you that. You, you told me that part. I used to pay $5 every day to go to go to school. And I couldn't get out the car. I don't know if it was self-esteem issues. I don't know if it was depression. I don't know what it was. But I was just like, I hate walking into class. I hate people looking at me. I hate people talking to me. <clears throat> I was just so, I don't want to be seen. And, like, it drove me nuts. And so I started writing fear on my hand. And when, like, I wouldn't be able to get out the car, I write it in the morning after I got out of the shower. When I couldn't get out of the car, I looked down and be like, is this going to be the thing that stops me? Mm. And then when I got on academic probation and shit, and that was right before I got on academic probation, they were like, you're done. You're not, you can't, you're not going to graduate. You're not going to graduate, it's done. And I had to like write a letter to the board, all types of shit. Mm -hmm. And then I started writing, fear on my hand, and I would just go, fuck it. And I got you through. Yeah, that got me through. <clears throat> that And fear is no joke, man. Changed my life. Fear is paralyzing. Paral it was paralyzing. No, <laughs> I'm saying it, not for No, you. it can be. Yeah, it can be yeah, crippling yeah. and paralyzing. But I'm saying for me, it was paralyzing. Like I couldn't get out the car, Sonny. I paid, mm -hmm. and I think I did the, the 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 amount of money it cost a day to go to school. You know, because I was paying for it. It was like a hundred and like fifty eight dollars a day, plus the five dollars to park. Mm -hmm. And I was like, 
every time I was like getting, I was stuck in the car. I was like, I just spent $150 and I didn't get out the fucking car. So I was like, I have to do something. Whole piece, huh? Yeah. Changed my life though. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's interesting. Like, um, about like college. It's like, yeah, college. Like, I think some, I think it depends on what your intention is. Right. Or like some people have different expectations to what to get out of college. But like for like I think college what's important you something that's really important you got out of college is like experiences and like pushing through certain moments and like I think it does prepare you for real life experience like real life like the real world. Not saying it like you have to go otherwise you'll be screwed. But I do think it offers that. Like cuz like yeah, same. I I had like a like I had an issue with like consistency prior to getting into like the AI. Really? Well, yeah. Like, if I didn't want to go to class, I wouldn't go to class. Yeah. Like, I was, I would easily persuade myself to do something I didn't want to do. If it was something I didn't want to do, I wouldn't do it. Mm. Like, I was, I was, I was easy doing that, and I'd recognize yeah. that myself. Yeah. And then, so that's when it started with me, like not going to class. Right? Mm. I would just show up to drop you guys off. I was like, I don't have to go, so I won't go. That shit is nuts. You'd wait. Sonny, you wait. We'd have to wake up at five o'clock in the morning to drive from the valley to Santa Cruz, and your ass would be. Get out. <laughs> like, where are you going at six in the morning? I got to work. <laughs> yo, where go are you work. going at six in the morning, bro? Work, no, those 6 a.m. classes I went to. No, that yeah, lady and, and was a witch. I was about to say, or we'd have to go to your 6 a.m. class. Yeah. I'd wait in the car because that was what, two hour, an hour, two hours or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you'd come to the car because I'd be asleep. You'd come to the car, you'd be like, all right, get out. And then I'd have I to go to school that. and you'd leave. He, they'd be like, Sonny, I swear to God, every time I walk into the school, people would mm. be like, where your brother going? I'd be like, I don't know. They were like, he goes at 6 a.m. And I even feel like Azalea even says something to me one time. Like, I see him in the morning class. I don't know if you guys have morning class. But she's like, I see him in the morning class, and then I don't see him anymore. And I remember I see Cyrus and Christian throughout the day. They're like, where's your brother? I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> and they and people, like the black kids, you know, all the black kids can get. They'd be like, how do you know them? Or do 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 And I'd be like, I have a brother. They'd be like, you have a brother? And I'd be like, yeah. They go, he, they'd be like, he go here? I'd be like, yeah. They'd be like, who? <laughs> That's crazy. People did not know we were siblings forever until people started calling you Smush and me like Baby Smush or Little Smush or whatever. Mm -hmm. I was like, damn. Like, you was never That's weird because I was always there up until that Until moment. I started going there, apparently. Because I'm telling mm -hmm. you, Sonny, they were like, your brother doesn't go here anymore. <laughs> I even feel like Azalea said that to me. Like, your brother doesn't even go here anymore. Like, yeah, once I started here, once rumors got back Sonny, around to me. Sonny. Someone, I was like, this someone, shit is nuts. Someone thought I dropped out. I was like, huh? They're like, yeah, I thought you weren't. I thought I didn't know you were here. I was like, wow, I need to get it together. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They're like, your brother's never here. I don't. I was like, he goes here. Trust me. They were like, mm. yeah. So you guys kidnap him. Yeah, like I took advantage of right not of the of the freedom, and so once though I realized that I wanted once so once I was in college, I like there were times where I was like, oh, I don't feel like going today, mm -hmm. but I was like, nope. I I just I was like, nope. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Been there. You've been like, nope. Yeah. Nope. And so, yeah, man, it's just like, but that, that then I was like, okay, that just, I just began applying that to life at that point. I was like, there's a lot of stuff in life you don't want to do. <laughs> like a lot of stuff, most stuff, most of the stuff you don't want to do. I guess if you could just, if you could just do, just do nothing. Yeah. But you can't. Right. Yeah. Like I love, and I, I love doing this podcast, especially mm -hmm. with you. Like I want to do this podcast. Mm -hmm. Hate editing. Yeah. Hate. Sonny. I, yeah. <laughs> you guys. If it wasn't for you guys, <laughs> I'm telling you something. Mm -hmm. The hardest part of my life. And I feel like the moment we start making, you know, something, that's all, that's where it's going. 
because mm. that would make it so this is seamless. But and I but I love it. So it's it is what it is. Inconsistency. Oh, that was a good conversation. It started and it wasn't supposed to. I know. Yeah, I was sorry. like, are we rolling or what? But I think we were just talking and it just kind of like ended oh, up. Oh, the mics were hot? Mics are always hot. Oh, okay. Man, I was looking at like cyber attacks. And so, you know that guy, like that, how the, like, a couple weeks ago, the oil pipeline was hijacked by like the cyber company? Mm-hmm. All right. So that that's kind of what got me looking into it. But apparently like these cyber attacks happen on a daily to like different cities and states often what do you mean happens to different cities and states? like they'll hold something ransom like for example like a, a, a cyber company a cyber a cyber group a okay. hacking group uh-huh. will tap into like los angeles's like irs funds or i or, or um social security funds and say we'll hold all these uh, we'll hold all these numbers ransom unless you give a hundred unless you give us a hundred thousand dollars and so they'd rather give that a hundred thousand dollars because it's going to cost them millions in lawsuits that right. the people aren't getting their money right so they were saying that yeah, these things happen on a small scale daily, and that the city, and that the cities just pay because it's cheaper for them to pay than to even have it come out in the news or to even have, you know, the the lawsuit that can come with it. And so these cyber people are just like hitting, hitting, hitting. But like they were saying that like you know the new war that that could potentially be taking place already. Right. Or the future war would be like a cyber war, right? right. A digital war. Yeah. Because it's really hard to trace where it's coming from. Right. And you can really hit people where it hurts. Yeah. Their pockets and like, you know, like their essentials. But when you essentially pay the bribe, right? That's what mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Pay the bribe. Mm-hmm. Aren't you worried that next week them niggas going to come back and say, did it again? Oh yeah, they're, they're like yeah, they're like it's an ongoing issue. They're like they're like and the problem is there there are so many steps ahead of us. So one, by the time we figured out how they got in, they it's figured all, out a new way done. to they already figured out a new way to do it again. They were saying that because and they're, they're like obviously what they end up when they do capture these people, they end up hiring them because the only people that can catch them are them. Because the people that go to that go to IT, that go to MIT, what are they? They're not coming out with the same info these hackers that spend their entire life behind a computer in their basement. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if you can't use them, you, you, you hire them. I mean, if you can't wow. catch them, you hire them. That's a scary world to live in then. Like, that's scary. You got to hire a criminal to catch a criminal. <sighs> yeah, it's deep. It, it's pretty deep. I was like, that's interesting. So, yeah, they do pay. And, I mean, even, like, the pipeline. When when I heard, like, oh, they paid it and the, the pipe is working now, it was like, can you give me some more detail? Like, I am part of this country, too. Like, can you tell me, like, uh, did we figure out how they got in? Is mm. this never going to happen again? Uh, like, what? Something? Yeah. It was just like, no, we paid it. Don't worry about it, guys. Here's your gas. Prices will go down soon. Thank you. See you, see you tomorrow. And I was like, what? But that also reminds me of the new show. It's not a new show, but it's um, newly released on Netflix startup. I was telling you about it. Oh yeah. And it was kind of like a cyber, you know, yeah, it was like a, yeah, kind of like a cyber criminal kind of uh, show. Mm -hmm. And I literally, I watched the first episode, not no, the first two episodes. And I was like, Oh, it's over. It's a wrap. I have to watch this all now. And I was like, man, that show is great. I mean, season three is definitely Rocky, but those first two seasons, Got me through season three. Yeah. It, it was so good. So if you guys haven't, you guys should definitely check that out. Um, yeah. Is that it? Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Mm, no, not really. Lumber, lumber prices are high. <laughs> so things cost more. That's all. <laughs> what? 
See you in two weeks. Lumber <laughs> prices is high. That's I think that's your put you on segment to all the lumber people in here. Sure. <laughs> all right. So the put you on segment this week is if, that lumber has. If you're trying to buy a house and remodel, if you're trying to have something custom made, it's going to cost more than usual because lumber prices are higher because last year there was a shortage in supply. And inflation. And inflation. I went, sorry, real quick. I went and got a tire because I told you my tire busted. I went and got a new tire. He was like, hey. Due to inflation and all the prices, <laughs> he was like, I know you paid $93 last time, but it's going to be a hundred and something. He's like, it's supposed to be $123, but I'm just going to charge you an extra 13 so that I don't make a profit. But da -da -da. I was like, I don't know what you're saying, but sure. Like, I already knew it. He's That's like, but fair. I'm only going to charge you $13 uh -huh. as $93. So I saved like $7 of what he was talking about. Okay. It doesn't matter. I don't even think it was $7, it was like 8 But I was like, inflation's real. That's all I'm saying. You were talking about wood inflation. I'm talking about a tire. Wasn't a tire inflation? Yeah, material goods are cost more. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's been another episode of the Culture Menu Podcast with your favorite hosts, Chef Che and 15 Degree Furniture. I mean, at 15 Degree, but it's 15 Degree Furniture. So if you want to buy furniture, spell or, it, spell it out for them. Or if you want some furniture for your plants, please tap in. Uh, go to our Etsy. I mean, go to, yeah, go to our Etsy or buy everything you can. Yeah, check out the Etsy page. Um, search 15 degree. It'll come up. So, see you guys. See you guys. Bye. Bye-bye, baby. Bye, baby. Let me sing this out of here.